Good morning, everybody. We uh, decided to do something <clears throat> a little bit different um, this morning. Since this is our first Sunday morning where we're not uh, able to get together um, with each other and worship together as we normally do. We know these are trying perilous times and um, it's a time that's unforeseen to us. We've never experienced nor been a part of. But um, we uh, we want to make this transition as best that we possibly can. And certainly want, we want to uh, um, thank our Savior for what He's done for us, what He's going to do for us. Uh, we're praying for all the families, all the nations, all the countries and the states involved and affected um, by this disease. Um, it has most definitely changed our way of lives, the way we work, the way we worship, the way we interact with each other. And um, we said this last Sunday, we'll say it again today. Um, 2 Timothy 1, verse number 7, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. And <clears throat> as um, we discussed with several uh, folks this week, um, there's a tremendous difference between fear and exercising wisdom um, for God's people. And uh, this is challenging and trying time, especially as a pastor. We uh, love all of God's people. We want to worship and serve with them. We want to be with them as much as we possibly can. Um, but <clears throat> the way things are right now, um, it's just not safe. Uh, it's not right. And um, my wife and I had this discussion today. Um, I don't know whether it will or what will, it will not. Um, I really don't know. But uh, the sickness may not affect us, uh, but it may have a dramatic effect on those around us and so we want to honor uh, the scripture we want to honor our savior when the bible talks about loving our brother uh, as we would love ourselves and um, we want to make sure that everybody stays healthy stay uh, safe and and uh, we can get together um, soon we know that uh, uh, that God has all things in his hands and we're trusting him and we're faithful in those things and we know that you are too. Um, but uh, what an honor, what a privilege. It's early, early Sunday morning. It is 12.15 in the morning. Uh, the Lord just moved on our heart and we um, felt like we wanted to do this tonight uh, or it's actually this morning. Um and hope that you'll be able to enjoy it when uh, uh, when the Lord wakes you up in the morning and you can uh, uh, experience this with Him. But we uh, we are so very thankful for each and every one of you. Uh, we're thankful for the Word of God. We uh, appreciate this opportunity that God has afforded us. I want to say this again. <clears throat> I believe that uh, in the midst of this uh, tumultuous storm that we are seeing raging across our nation and this world. I believe that God is doing a powerful, powerful and tremendous work. And I, I believe that there's a great move of God going on. We hear testimonies all across the country about people uh, that uh, are hearing the gospel through social media. And man, what a different day and time this is that we live in. And uh, we just thank God. We praise God uh, for the technology, for the opportunity to do this. Um, <clears throat> I'm thankful for uh, each and every one of you. I'm thankful for his word. I just want to encourage you. I want you to um, know that God has all things uh, in his stead and under his control. And we're trusting him and whatever uh, may come of this. We don't know what the days ahead may hold for us. We we have no idea. Um, but we're trusting the Lord. And we're going to read some scripture over here in the book of Daniel uh, in just a minute. Um, and, and we're going to be smart. We're going to trust the Lord uh, and whatever he would have for us. But uh, we love, man, we love each and every one of you. 
And if you're not a member of Timber Ridge, maybe you're just listening or maybe you're just scrolling through, uh, we're going to try and post this to our podcast. We'd ask you to subscribe to the podcast. It's on Podbean. Uh, the name of the podcast is Sold Out 220. It's on our church Facebook page. Uh, if you go to Timber Ridge's po- Facebook page, you can find a link to it there. You can download the app. And we'll post this video, hopefully, um, if I can get everything uh, correctly figured out. <clears throat> we'll post this YouTube to or this video to YouTube and also copy a link to Facebook. Uh, where you can access it there. Uh, But we just want to make the Word of God accessible uh, to each and every person, not just Timber Ridge, but all those that are scrolling through, especially, especially uh, those that are lost, that have never uh, experienced um, why we do the things that we do. I'm challenged with this uh, often. People want to know why we do the things we do. It's because we love the sinners, we love the saints, and we love our Savior. We want to see people saved for the grace and for the glory of God. Um, that is our intention. That is our purpose. We're not doing this for us. I'm not doing this for me. Uh, I'm doing this for God's people, and I'm doing this for my Savior. This is a calling that God has set on our lives, uh, and He has been uh, extraordinarily gracious to me and my family. Uh, bless me with a wonderful wife, two wonderful children, and we thank God for them. And uh, <clears throat> we just want to see uh, God move in a great way. But we want to get into the uh, text this morning. We want to read out of the 12th chapter of the book of Hebrews. So if you have your Bible and you'd like to read along with us, uh, you absolutely uh, should. Uh, but if you don't have a Bible with you, or maybe you can't, uh, just listen along as we read. We're going to read the first three verses of chapter number 12 in the book of Hebrews. The scripture says, Wherefore, seeing we also uh, are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set be- before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. Our Father, as we bow in thy presence, God, today, Father, we thank you so very much uh, for the wonderful touch and the move of the Holy Spirit. We pray, Heavenly Father, that you would bless us. God, as we open and expound thy word this morning, we pray, Heavenly Father, Lord, that you'd illuminate our hearts and our minds. And we pray, Heavenly Father, uh, God, that whatever would be spoken today, Heavenly Father, would be uh, an encouraging word to the saints and to the children of God. I pray that it would be a word of life to those that uh, don't know Jesus Christ in the free pardon of sin. I, I, I trust and pray, uh, Father Lord, that your word can be accomplished. I believe that your word is the power of God unto salvation. I believe that you can uh, save uh uh, lost men, women, boys, and girls, and it's our earnest heart's desire to see them gloriously saved. The Word tells us in the 10th chapter of the book of Hebrews, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, that they shall be saved. And I pray that uh, if they be somebody listening that has never had that uh, touch and that encounter with, with Christ, through the workings of the Holy Spirit, I pray that today they would surrender themselves, let go of who they are, uh, and I pray, God, that they, they would uh, sow that seed of faith and receive uh, with earnesty and confession would be made to them uh, with by the mouth that they believe that the Lord Jesus Christ is the King of kings, the Lord of lords, and the host of glory. We pray now, the Lord, that you watch over us, bless us, keep us, and care for us. We pray, God, for our nation. We pray for our country. We pray for uh, this entire world, each and every one that's affected by this uh, incredible disease that has swept across this country. We pray, Heavenly Father, for every family that's affected. We pray, Heavenly Father, for uh, each uh, one that has been uh, uh, stricken with this. We pray, God, that thy hand of healing would be upon them. And we pray, Heavenly Father, most of all, that they know Jesus Christ in the free pardon of sin. We know that, Father, whether we're saved or whether we're lost, that there's common grace that rests upon us. 
And we know, Heavenly Father, uh, uh, that there may be times in our lives that we will have to suffer uh, in this flesh. You even tell us that we'll suffer in this flesh. But we're not laying up treasures here, as the Bible tells us in Matthew 6, uh, where moth and rust doth corrupt, but we're laying up treasures in heaven. Uh, and we just look to you today. We pray, Father, for guidance. We pray for instruction uh, of the Holy Spirit of God as we look and expound thy word. This morning we pray most of all, Lord, if there's one that, was, that would be watching or maybe would hear, I, I pray, God, that uh, they would soften their hearts, God, to be receptive to the gospel of Christ that has the power to save them. Watch over, keep us. Uh, and guide us today. We'll thank you. We'll praise you for what's done. For we ask it in the wonderful and the mighty name of Jesus. And for thy sake we pray. Amen. And as we look at this uh, here this morning, this is a, a, a very encouraging uh, text that we love and, and we love to read this. But the Bible says, Wherefore, seeing we are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, and we'd encourage you, uh, if you're at home, that, uh, that you just flip back into the 11th chapter of the book of Hebrews and you begin to go through the hall of faith and you begin to experience all the glories of the wonderful people of God that have existed down through this time. And they are, uh, they are exhibitors of the profound faith that they had in, in, our, in our God and in our Savior. And they were looking toward the cross of Calvary. They were looking for uh, a Savior, a mediator to come and redeem them from the things and the places that they were in. The Bible tells us in the 11th chapter in the first verse, it says, Now the faith, uh, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And, and I'm glad, friends, today that we can have, and we've talked and preached about this on multiple occasions, faith is a substantive thing. It is something that is tangible. It's something that we can uh, feel and something that we can exercise. It's not something that is blind and it's not something that is leading us uh, uh, into the ditch and it's not something that we are hoping that works. We have our faith and we have our confidence in our Savior, Jesus Christ. And I'm glad that we have confidence in what we have committed unto Him is what Peter said. And when we have confidence that we've committed those things unto Him, we are confident that He will keep us uh, until the last day. And I'm glad, friends, that we can have this wonderful glory. And as we begin to press through this, the faith chapter and the 11th chapter, as he begins to work through, he talks about 18 different characters in the 11th chapter of the book of Hebrews. As he addresses their exponential faith, which they exercised in God as they were led through this world. We see on many occasions what God done for them, whether they were Jew or Gentile. Uh, and God had a purpose for them. And so the Bible brings us, uh, brings us back to a culmination in Hebrews chapter number 12. And he says, Wherefore, seeing this great host and cloud uh, of witnesses that we are compassed uh, about, he said, Let us lay aside every weight. <laughs> Uh, friends, there's so many things today that begin to burden and weigh us down, especially in this day and time that we're living in. I'm preaching tonight uh, at 1225 in my basement because there's a pandemic running rapidly across this entire world that has put us on quarantine. Uh, listen, it has di disrupted our daily lives, how we operate. Uh, listen, our friendships, how we interact with our families, how we interact with our co-workers. Everything has been broken down. It has been distorted. Uh, listen, it is vastly different today than it was two weeks ago. But we see this. The Bible says to telling us to lay aside these things. Let us lay aside these weights that are burdening us down. And listen, I want to be an encourager, friends, to you th uh, this morning that we lay aside these things, especially this day. We don't know what is coming. Uh, listen, we I could never know these things, but we trust and we have faith and hope in a Savior who does know what is coming. 
We talk uh, at great length a lot of times about God's characteristics and we address uh, his omnipotence and his omniscience uh, and his omnipresence and his omnibenevolence. He is, uh, listen, the Bible tells us in Matthew 28, 18, he said, behold, I have all power in heaven and in earth. David uh, approached him on one occasion. He said, Lord, I just want to build thee uh, a temple. And the Bible tells us, uh, listen, that God began to have a conversation with uh, with David. And he said, David, what would you build me? He said, for heaven, glory, is my throne and the earth is my footstool. See, we serve a God who has control of all things. The Bible tells us that he knows the hairs of our head or in my case of my face. Uh, listen, uh, but he knows all things about us. The Bible tells us in Hebrews 4, in verse number 12, he said, For the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, joint and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intentions of the heart. Friends, today, listen, we have a wonderful help in the word of God. We've talked about this at great length in John chapter 1. In verse number 1, the Bible said, In the beginning was the word, and the word was God. The word was uh, in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. Without him, there's nothing made that is made. In verse number 14, the Bible said, And the word, the logos, became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. We preached a few weeks ago uh, on 1 Peter chapter 1, verse number 23. It said, Being born again, uh, listen, not of Corruptible, uh, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible seed by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. Friend, it is my encouragement today. Listen, I want to see the whole world saved. Not for me, not to bring glory for me, but to exalt my Savior, Jesus Christ. That is what it's all about. That's why the Bible encourages us to lay aside the weights. Now listen, I, I want to say this because I say... Listen, I just want to be explicit and blunt when I say this this morning. I have seen, listen, in my estimation, listen, an absolute molestation of Scripture in these last week. Listen, I've seen people take and use the Scripture out of context. I've seen people being shamed because of what they are or what they are not doing. Friends, today, listen, we need to understand, we need to take the Word of God seriously. Listen, it is here for help. It is here for hope. It is here for Direction for direction for understanding. It is the road map to heaven. This is wherein we learn about our salvation. As we prayed in our prayer in Romans chapter 1 verse number 16, the Bible said for the word of God is the power of God. The gospel is the power of God unto salvation to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Thank God nobody's been left out. Amen. Nobody. Hey, we can all be saved. The Bible tells us in 2 Peter chapter 3, verse number 9, uh, the Lord is not slack concerning his promises to usward. Uh, listen, uh, listen, but the scripture said he's long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that A, uh, that A-double-L, all uh, should come under repentance. And that all, friends, today is without exception. It is not without distinction. He, uh, listen, when Christ does what he'd done. He'd done it. He had intentionality in it. He'd done it for a purpose. He'd done it for a reason. He'd done it for you. The Bible tells us in 1 John chapter 4, not that we love God, but that he first loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. We're going to talk about that in just a minute. So friends today, listen, the folks of Timber Ridge, the folks that are watching, I encourage you today, unload your weight. Listen, take the burden off of your shoulders. 
My wife, as many well know, she's a nurse at Northeast Georgia. Listen, it's 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 disrupted the way that she works. It's disrupted. Listen, her employees and how they interact and how they deal with each other and with things. Listen, but she has to go do these things. Listen, I, I want to encourage you, friends, today that that we would unload this weight and this burden that is vastly changing our lives. I say that is because she sees this interaction. She sees the change. She's on the front line. She identifies and she sees these things. And I want to encourage you, friends, take this thing seriously. I believe that so many people are being lackadaisical about this. Friends, this is something that is to be taken seriously. And I want to address it one more time because so many people, listen, I believe that they have murdered Scripture. Friends, the Bible says, listen, I'm not scared, but I do have power and love and a sound mind. Hey, when it rains, I get out an umbrella. I build a basement in my house because I do not like tornadoes. Friends, listen, I want a place of safety. I want a place of shelter. And God has given us an intellect and God has given us power and love and a sound mind to exercise these things accordingly. And I would encourage you to do the same thing. Unload the weight. Now the Bible says, the scripture says, and the sin which does so easily beset us. And each and every one of us, we all have a besetting sin, something that will hinder us and knock us down. The devil knows those things about us. Listen, we have showed our hand. The Bible tells us in the uh, sixth chapter of the uh, of the book of Romans, it said, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is everlasting life. As we taught on Wednesday night in the fifth chapter of the book of Romans, the scripture said, for where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. Amen. Friends, listen, we can take joy and hope and peace in knowing that, friends, listen, we are not encumbered. Listen, we are no longer enslaved by our sin if we've been saved by the grace of God. Listen, if we've been saved by the grace of God, sin no longer has dominion over us, but glory to God, grace has much more prevailed. Listen, we live by faith through grace, according to Ephesians chapter 2, verse number 8, for by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, but it is the gift of God. Friends, listen, we need to unload our weights. Listen, we don't need to be encumbered by the sin that so easily besets us. And that besetting sin, friends, now listen, all sin, listen, is sin. Listen, it is idolatry. It is atrocious. It is a stink in the nostrils of God. Friends, listen, but the Bible tells us that we are encumbered. Listen, we are enclosed and camped and we are tabernacled in this body. And listen, as long as we are tabernacled in this body, Friends, sin will be in this body. We can't escape it. We can't get away from it. But friends, listen, the Bible talks about in 1 John chapter number 5 about a seed that is sown within us if we are the redeemed. And that seed that is sowed in us is sinless. The Bible even says that it cannot sin. And I'm glad if you take 1 John chapter 5 about the seedless or about the sinless seed that is sowed in us at the time in which we by faith we exercise our faith. We believe, we repent, and we receive Jesus as our Savior. Just as I did as an eight-year-old child at Beulah Baptist Church in Hennessville, North Carolina. I'm glad and glorious and thankful for that wonderful, beautiful day that God established in my life where I began my journey with Jesus. The Bible tells us this. He said, work out your own salvation with fear and with trembling. Listen, we, we often identify the day we got saved with a point of singularity and we apply that verse as that day of singularity and we don't expound it and we don't let it drive out. But friends, listen, that is the day that it begins. 
You see, the scripture teaches us that when we're saved, or the Greek word sozo is exercise. Listen, we are kept in a perfect or unaltered condition. We are exempted because we are now justified from the messianic judgment that is to come. Friends, listen, we are saved from the, the, the uh, listen, ultimately the Bible tells us that we're saved in three different ways. We're saved from the penalty of sin uh, through justification. We're saved from the power of sin through sanctification. And ultimately we're saved from the presence of sin, glory, through sanctification. Amen. Listen, I'm going to shout in my basement by myself and I thank God for the presence of the Holy Spirit. I hope, friends, today that you can understand that we can have a gloryful, uh, listen, a glorious and wonderful salvation. But friends, we need to exit. Don't let the things of today and and, let, uh, and all the pandemic and fear that's being spread, especially through the media uh, and everything else that's coming in. Listen, we uh, we live li- we live lives differently today. We live in a social media age, friend. We have Instagram and Twitter and Facebook, Snapchat, uh, and all the other ones that I don't even know about. But friends, we have all these things in our lives. We have information that is instantaneous. We have so much that we can take in. And when we take this stuff in, sometimes it weights us down. And listen, when we get when we succumb to the weight, listen, of this world, then we are more apt to fall prey to that besetting sin that is just lurking outside, waiting to overcome and overtake us. But the Bible says, listen, that we should lay aside every weight, lay aside the sin which does so easily beset us. And you know what I'm talking about. Friends, listen, there's a vast array and numerous amounts of sin, listen, that we could set here and name. But listen, it would be to no avail. Listen, friends, you know what it is in your life. You know that thing that trips you up. And listen, the only thing that you can do to rectify that in your life, listen, is to confess it before Jesus to the Father and ask Him to take it away from you. If you never, I, listen, a lot of people, they don't want to get rid of their sin because it's their pet. They don't want, listen, they, they want to have a crutch to fall back onto, but the Bible says to get rid of these things. Listen, lay aside the weight and the sin. He, he's talking about laying, about laying away both of those things. Lay aside the weight and the sin which does so easily beset us. He said, let us run or let us endure. Uh, listen, with patience uh, and endurance the race that is set before us. Friends, listen, uh, we, uh, the Bible tells us in the book of James, he, he gives us clear instruction on this. He said, what is this day but a vapor that appeareth for a little while and then it just vanishes away. Friends, listen, the scripture tells us this in Hebrews 9 and 27, for it's appointed unto man once to die, but after this, the judgment. I love verse number 28. He said, but unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin under salvation. Amen. Listen, I, I, I often get worried sometimes. Listen, and if we're fleshly speaking, I believe each and every one of us are, friends. Listen, we don't know what we're going to have to face this side to get to eternity. The Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians, Corinthians 15, it said, flesh and blood shall not inherit the kingdom of God. You know what, friends? Listen, I've said this in multiple different places on multiple different occasions. Listen, the only way that I can get where I'm preaching about is to get rid of this flesh. And one of these days, I'm going to shed this flesh, and I'm going on into glory. But thank God, friends, listen, there is a place and there's an appointed time for me. I don't know what it is. I don't know how to be. But glory to God, I know that I've been saved saved, saved. Amen. Listen, I have been gloriously, wonderfully saved from the penalty, from the power of sin as I'm working my way through this process of sanctification. Ultimately, I'm going to be saved from the presence of sin. Amen. I'm going to receive a glorified body. I'm going to reign with Christ. Listen, in a new heaven and a new earth, and I want you to go with me. Friends, the Bible says, uh, let us lay aside every weight and sin which those three uh, beset us. They said, let us run with patience. Uh, listen, uh, listen. Th- this is something that we need to uh, persevere through. Friends, listen, don't uh, be like Jesus talked about in Matthew chapter 4 where you spring up for a little while, then you burn up when the noonday sun comes about, or you're choked out by the thorns. Uh, listen, I-, I-, I want to encourage you today. Listen, stay faithful uh, to the word of God. Stay encouraged. 
encouraged by the word of God. Try the spirits, the Bible says, and see they which be of God. The scripture tells us that in 1 John. Listen, he said, the spirit of Antichrist is among us even now is. And he said, they that confess is not that Jesus is not come in the flesh. He said, for they are the spirit of Antichrist. Let's identify, let's address these things in our lives. Uh, friends, listen, and this is the only way that we're going to be able to take this burden and shed this weight and the sins that are weighing us down. And he said we should run with patience or endurance uh, the race that is set before us. Friends, listen, as I, I've already said on multiple occasions, I'm going to honestly try and keep this a little bit shorter than normal. But friends, so many times we run into this, uh, we get succumbed to the things of this world, uh, and we and, and we get choked out, as we said, and we burn up and we fall by the wayside so often, friends. Uh, listen, I believe if I've ever seen this in my lifetime, I know that people have lost their lives. I'm full well aware of those things. Uh, friends, listen, I, and I believe that the, there's a lot of evil going on in the midst of all these things. But I believe God can take evil and use it for the very best. Friends, listen, I, I, I said this last Sunday. Last Sunday was the, uh, uh, the last time that we met together as a body. And I told them this, and I believed it last Sunday, and I can only imagine what it will be today. I believe that more gospel has been presented and preached to a lost and a dying world. Listen, Jesus, that was the great commission of the church. He said, go ye out into the highways and the hedges and compel them to come in that my house may be filled. I believe that God is pushing us out of our comfort zone. He's pushing us out of the four walls of the church building and he's pushing us into our communities. He's pushing us onto our social medias. He's pushing us into places which are uncomfortable to us so we can reach people for Jesus Christ. Friends, listen, I believe, I, I honestly believe in my heart this may be the beginning of a great revival in the United States of America. I'm no prophet, no prophet's son. I don't know whether it will be or whether it will not, but I just feel the stirring in my spirit. I see what God is doing. Listen, and I want to encourage you, friends, listen, let's pray for those that have been stricken. I may be sick with it right now and not even know it. This may be the last message I ever preached. I don't know. And I've said this many times from many pulpits. Uh, listen, that's why I preach the way I do because, listen, I, I want to go to heaven empty. Amen. I want to unload everything that I have. I want to give it to God's people. I want to encourage the young preachers. I, I want them to preach with power uh, and purity and fervency. I, I want them to preach with expediency. The whole counsel and the truth of the word of God so a lost and dying world can be saved. I don't want to go to heaven with knowledge in my head that I could pass on to these that are coming behind. And I'd encourage you, friends, listen now, we want to get to this or uh, uh, already 30 minutes in. Uh, this time always gets away from us <clears throat> when we're preaching the word. The Bible says, now he said, lay aside these things. Lay aside our, our weights and our sins. And now he said, let us run with impatience uh, the race that is set before us. And now he's telling us how we should fix our lives and he's telling us what we should look to. And this is where I want you to listen, friends. He said, looking unto Jesus, to Jesus, now the second person of the Trinity, our Savior, the mediator. The Bible tells us in 1 Timothy there's one mediator between God and man, the man Jesus Christ. And I believe, friends, today he wants us to look to him, just like he told Peter. Listen, he said, Lord, is it thee? And he said, yea. And he said, Lord, bid me to come unto thee. And he said, come. Peter stepped out of the boat, began to walk on the water. He seen the temptatious waves, the boisterous winds, the great storm that he had found and locked himself in. And he began to sink. And when he sank, friends, listen, he looked up and declared unto the Lord. He said, Lord, save me. Immediately, Christ came to his rescue. And friends, listen today, we need to keep our eyes on Christ. He said, friends, listen, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Friends, now listen to me. 
I want to say something, friends. Uh, listen, uh, when we use these... <clears throat> Uh, in context of a verb. Uh, listen, he is the author and the finisher of our faith. Friends, listen. Uh, now, God is the author or, or the initiator of our salvation. Friends, the Spirit of God. Uh, listen, it's constantly seeking us, and I would encourage you, if you haven't listened, go back and listen to the Roman series we're teaching through on Wednesday night. We talk about this at great length, about the pursuing power of the Holy Spirit. How God is seeking a lost and dying world, and I believe God. I believe God can use this video. I believe God will use a multitude of videos. I, listen, I'm praying for my brothers of the pulpit. I'm praying for the men of God that are doing the same thing that I'm doing, sitting in a place by themselves somewhere preaching the word of God. I hope the word of God permeates this lost world tomorrow. And listen, eternity may ever may only tell. I don't know. Listen, and I'm not in this for the accolades, or I'm not in this for, uh, listen, to be admired or for for all the, the, the awards and things that we so often look for, especially in life. I'm doing this for my Savior because of what he done for me. He said, let us look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him. Boy, I love this. He said, look unto Jesus. Now, he's, he's comparing us now, Paul or, or whoever you think the author of Hebrews is, uh, whether you think it's Paul or Luke, it doesn't really matter. Uh, but friends, listen, the Bible says, uh, now he's, he's preparing us. He said, now, now you need to take yourself and you need to lay aside the weights and the sins and we need to look unto Jesus. And, and listen, and he said, when we look unto Jesus, he's the author and the finisher of our faith, Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, but the Bible says, who for the joy that was set before him. Now listen to this right here. This is some strong medicine. Who for the joy that was set before him. He endured the cross. He endured the suffering, the shame, the ridicule, and all things that came with it. Friends, listen. He surrendered all those things in the Garden of Gethsemane as the scripture said that his sweat became as great drops of blood as he as he came under the full weight and the full load and the full burden of humanity's sin. Uh, friends, he, he didn't consider himself. He considered me and he considered you. He considered you and he wants you to be saved. We've said this and quoted this already. 1 John 4 and 10. Not that we love God, it's, it's that he first loved us and gave his son, Jesus, to be the propitiation. And that word propitiation is a place of mercy. It's a place of expiation. It's a place of atonement is what the Bible is talking about. The, the Hebrew word hilamos was used in the in the construction of the tabernacle. Uh, and in the construction of the tabernacle, when you entered into the holy place and then through the veil into the most holy place, the Bible tells us that that's where the Ark of the Covenant resided. <clears throat> and upon the top of the Ark of the Covenant, there was a mercy seat wherein there was two cherubims that overshadowed the mercy seat. And the high priest would enter in one time uh, with the blood uh, of, uh, of that sacrificial Paschal lamb. And he would take that blood and he would go into the most holy place and he would offer it upon the mercy seat of God. Uh, listen, and the Spirit of God would receive that if it was offered in purity. And the wrath of God, uh, listen, would, uh, would pass over over the people for a year, but the Bible tells us that Jesus was this place. Amen. Uh, friends, listen, I want to read this to you. Uh, in the ninth chapter uh, of the book of Hebrews, we get into this right here. The Bible tells us in verse, listen to this, in, in, nine, in Hebrews chapter number nine, verse number 22, and almost all things are by the law purged with blood, and without shedding of blood there is no remission. It said it was therefore necessary that the pattern of things in heaven should be purified with these, but the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices than these. 
For Christ, listen to this, for Christ is not entered into the holy place made with hands, which are the figures of the true, but into heaven itself now to appear in the presence of God for us. Friends, listen, the blood that was shed for us, that was the joy that he was looking forward to that made him endure the shame and the despise of the cross. Listen, he done those things because he loved you. For Christ is not entered into the holy place made with hands, which are the figures of the true, but <clears throat> to heaven itself now to appear in the presence of God for us. Amen. Uh, listen, we'll just keep flipping back right here. We, we've preached this text many times. Uh, listen, I love Hebrews chapter number 7, verse number 25. The Bible's listening to this. It says, wherefore he is. Who's he? That's Christ. It says, wherefore he is able. Amen. That's a whole other message in itself. Wherefore he is able also to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for him. You see, the, the mediatorial aspect uh, of of the second person of the Trinity. Uh, listen, the whole reason that he done what he done, uh, friend, was to offer us when we by faith through grace, when we receive the Lord Jesus Christ, he justifies us. Amen. Uh, listen, and I've been hung up on the word justification, friends. Listen, uh, that is a judicial act from God passed upon a sinner. When they by faith uh, exercise those things, believe upon the Lord Jesus Christ, we're declared justified. Amen. Uh, friends, we are deemed free. And the only way that we can get those things is through Christ. And therefore, he has established himself as a mediator, as the propitiator, as the place of mercy that we can approach, that we can seek, and we can find. The Bible tells us in Hebrews 4 and verse number 16, it says, Let us therefore come boldly into the throne of grace that we may, uh, listen, that we may uh, obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. The Bible says, Hebrews 7, 25, and then we'll finish reading 9, we'll, uh, we'll finish out the message. It says, Wherefore he is able also uh, to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for him, for such a high priest became us. Amen. Uh, that's another message. Who is holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, and made higher, glory to God, uh, made higher than the heavens. Amen. Listen, he's a special creation. He's the son of God, and he loves you. The Bible says this now. Uh, in verse number 25 of chapter 9, he said, Nor yet that he should offer himself often as a high priest entered to the holy place every year with blood of others, for then must he have suffered since the foundation of the world. But now once in the end of the world hath he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. What a Savior. What a Savior. Friends, today, listen, especially if you're listening to me and you're lost. I want the world to know one thing today, friends. Listen, as we see depression on the rise, we see suicides rate escalating through the roof. Sin is running rapid. There's people trying to find pleasures in every single thing that they can find to satisfy this flesh. I want people to know today that there is someone who loves them in his name is Jesus the Bible tells us he said now uh, uh, we're getting back in the 12th chapter looking unto Jesus the author and the finish of our faith who for the joy that was set before him uh, listen he was talking he endured the cross to get to the joy friends listen uh, what I want to encourage you with this morning is listen dear the things right now because of the joy that is set before us uh, friends, listen, uh, Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, he said, I know if this earth, the house of this tabernacle were dissolved, I have a building of God, eternal in the heavens, not made with hands. Friends, today, listen, Abraham said in the 11th chapter of the book of Hebrews, he said, uh, listen, that he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Uh, friends, today, listen, there is a wonderful promise set for the children of God. He said, Put away uh, the weight and the sins. He said, let us look unto Jesus. Let a, Jesus should be our focus, not only to get us through, but Jesus is our example is what he's telling us. 
He's saying, look, Jesus endured all these things because he was looking for the joy that was coming. Friends, listen, that's what we as redeemed Christians, we need to be focused on. We don't need to be focused on our weight and on our sin and on the burdens that weigh us down in this life. We need to be looking for the joy. Friends, we are headed toward a wonderful place. We're going to read in closing in just a minute in Revelation but friends, listen, we are headed to a wonderful place. Uh, the Bible tells us in John 14, he said, Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. For my Father's house there are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. He said, I go to prepare a place that where I am, there you may be also. Downton Thomas looked to him. He said, Lord, we know not whither thou goest and how. Can we know the way? Jesus said in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father lest he come by me. Acts 4 and 12, the Bible said, For there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Jesus can save you. Jesus can set you free. Jesus can unload your weight. Jesus can eradicate your sin. He can justify you. He can set you on a path of sanctification. And listen, one of these days when this body is folded, when it's dilapidated, and this seed is done, I'm glad that we can be glorified and we can go home to that place of rest and place of mercy which he's prepared for the redeemed children of God. He said, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, it was joy that set before him, and he endured the cross. He endured the cross. Listen, he endured the cross. Time wouldn't suffice tonight for me to tell you. Friends, listen, so often today, he say uh, he endured the scourgings. Uh, listen, as he was whipped with the flagrum, which was a, a leather strop with nine different tails. It was soaked in pine rosin, uh, dipped in glass and metal. Uh, listen, he was tied and he was staked to a, a, a whipping post in the middle of the, middle of the streets. And, uh, uh, Forty lashes save one uh, were executed upon him. His flesh was literally lacerated to the point where his internal organs were showing massive amounts of blood loss. Uh, listen, then they tied a stake between his arms and he marched through. Uh, he, bounced, he marched move, uh, through Jerusalem unto Golgotha's hill uh, whereby they crucified him. The Bible tells a little oftentimes a lot of people uh, when they say that they nailed him to the cross. A lot of people, they say that they nailed him through the palm, but it's really up through the wrist. It's called the median nerve. It runs all the way up into your shoulder. And listen, biology tells us when the nerve is pierced, of which we need to understand that Romans had perfected the crucifixion and the pain and the endurance of the crucifixion. Listen, but they say it was like a fire, like a snake bite and a fire that would follow up your arms that was that was insatiable. Friends, and unquenchable, they would take their feet and lay them over the top of it, drive through the Achilles, and that's what hung them on the cross, and ultimately the pericardial sac would feel with fluid as the heart was burdened as the lungs were laboring and asphyxiation would set in. Friends, listen, but I'm glad, oh, I'm glad today that he endured those things. He despised the shame. Listen, because he was looking for the joy and the Bible's telling us here, he said, listen, of all the things that Jesus went through, he endured them and he despised them because he knew there was joy. The Bible tells us David wrote in the book of Psalms, weeping comes in the night, but joy comes in the morning. I believe God has a wonderful, wonderful plan and a work for each of us if we would exercise the talents and the gifts that God has given us. But we've got to unload the weight. We've got to unload the sin. And we've got to pattern our lives after the Savior. Don't look. Uh, listen, as I addressed earlier, Christ's characteristics about omniscience, friends, listen. He knew exactly what was coming. And he looked beyond the pain. He looked beyond the agony. He looked beyond the shame. And he looked beyond the despite. And he looked to the joy. Friends, listen, I'm glad that a saved, redeemed, born-again Christian 
we can look back, we can look past what is in this world and we can look toward the joy that is set before us. The Bible says he despised the shame. I'm going to say this and I'm going to finish with this in the end of chapter or uh, verse number two and is set down at the right hand of God. Friends, listen, we've got a Savior. He's taken his rightful place because he fulfilled that which was required of him. The ransom has been paid. Redemption has been accomplished because he is now the propitiation. He is the place of mercy. Listen, he is the justifier and he executes justification freely on all those that would believe and receive the Lord Jesus Christ. Friends, and the Bible says he's set down at the right hand of the throne of God. He's making intercession for the children of God. Listen, not only is he making intercession for the children of God, he's seeking, the Bible says he came to seek and to save that which was lost. Oh, my heart today, friends, listen, I hope and pray that you would surrender to the cross of Calvary. I hope that you would, uh, uh, listen, I hope that uh, uh, whatever's hindering you, whatever's burdening you, 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 listen, I believe this. I believe there's a lot of people may watch and hear preaching uh, and you don't go to church because maybe you got hurt in the church. Maybe somebody in the church hurts you. Maybe you have, maybe you have a bad taste in your mouth. I, I don't know what the circumstance is. And friends, it's not for me to know or not for uh, me to understand. But I do know this. Listen, if you were wanting and if you were looking uh, for the gospel, listen, this is it. He's provided it. Friends, now it's up to you to respond to the gospel that's been given to you. Friends, listen, what a wonderful great grace that God has given to us. Listen, that we pray that first for the sinner. Now for the saint, friends, listen, I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you, Timber Ridge. I want to encourage all of our sister churches around. Friends, let's unload the weight. Let's unload the sin. Let us, let us look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Uh, listen, hey, and, and the Bible tells us, as we've already said, we use these things. Uh, friends, that we may exalt him, that he may receive all glory, all honor, and all privilege for everything. God bless you. We love you so very much. We're praying for you. Uh, we pray God's hand on every home, on every family, on every sickness. Uh, we pray that God's will be done in earth as it should be done in heaven. God bless you. Uh, like I said, I hope that if you're lost, oh, my heart's desire is to see you saved. If you're a saint, if you're burdened, if you're downtrodden in this world, surrender the things that's suppressing you and look unto Jesus. God bless you. We love you with all of our heart. In Jesus' name.